Can you hear yourself pretty well? Yeah, I can hear myself. But, I'm gonna hold on. but the best part. <coughs> I gotta Is get that a round of applause. Yeah, I got some round of applause. I fucking love that. Well, That's this is fire. yeah. This is actually you know we're doing the tea times and tackles official episode episode one, uh, brought to you by Mainstream CBD. Use code Taylor fifteen at checkout. You must be twenty one years or older. They are a Minnesota based company. I believe in them. I use them all the time. So support the podcast and uh, support them by going to their website. Use Taylor fifteen at checkout for fifteen percent off your first purchase. There we go. Hell yeah. There we go. Well, this is Tea Times and Tackles. My name is Taylor Price. I am the Tea Times portion of this. <laughs> EJ, or it, how do, I want to make sure I say your first name. Ejotaman, Ejaya. Oh, I got you, brother. I'll take it from here. Yeah, see? So you guys can call me EJ or Ejotaman, Ejia, and the streets just, they call me Dose. But whatever you guys feel comfortable with. We whatever. call you AG. Yeah. I'll have to explain the origin of that. So we're going to break down the the differences between golf and football, but then also bridge the gap. I think it's going to be a fun uh, little romp between both of us. You're going to get to learn a little bit more about golf, and I think it'll be fun outside of this podcast to create some content around getting you up to speed on what golf is about. I've always been a longtime Vikings fan, but never really dove too deep into football. So I would love to learn the X's and O's, and I think this is going to be a great partnership for both of us. The first thing that I thought of when I was thinking of this podcast was, something that everyone knows tiger woods i know you know tiger woods tiger woods is iconic you know everyone can think of like he's the michael jordan of golf Mm -hmm. like he's the goat he's the one that everyone thinks of when you think of the modern day you know golf player what most people don't know is that tiger woods was almost a navy seal are you serious i'm dead serious about that so if you read hank haney's book when he was his coach there was a time when Tiger went into the 2009 U.S. Open with a terrible knee. And everyone remembers him doubling over and like winning the U.S. Open on a broken leg. Mm. He says that he broke his leg testing Nike shoes. Or like he tore his ACL. And then the tibia fractures did happen on a golf course. You could see them on live TV. Right. But what, what he left out was the fact that in the off season, actually during the seasons, he was actively training w- to become a Navy SEAL. Like he would go to California, he would go to Carlsbad, he would go to these different Navy SEAL training and kill houses and train with real Navy SEALs. His favorite movie to watch when he was at home was a Bud's training tape that basically broke down how hell weak was for a navy seal he was so fascinated that some of the only games that he would ever play were like socom six really this dude was so heavily into being uh into the navy seal life his dad was a decorated veteran the more you know right so he grew up on on navy bases playing golf with his dad i mean his dad said he was going to be more influential than gandhi oof I mean, that's a big thing to live that's up to, right? It's a crazy thing to live up to, but... But at the same time, when you're Tiger Woods, you're, you're a fantastic athlete. You wear your heart on your sleeve and your, your injuries on, on your body. Right. He was one of those people that, like... And it, Hank Haney, this is his perspective, that Tiger wanted to look like he got his injuries on the golf course as, like, a badge of honor, like a football player. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure football players could say, like, hey, I have this scar from this game, right. you know, this and that. You, you can attest to that as oh, somebody yeah. who tore his ACL in the middle of a game and still played. Yeah. 
So, you know, you can understand the mentality, the warrior mentality of like, hey, I want to go out on my shield. Tiger went into a kill. This is a rumor, and this is from a lady that who lived in Minneapolis. Mm. Funny enough, uh, her husband was stationed in a kill house where Tiger Woods was training. Tiger didn't check his corners, and he got kicked in the knee right before the U.S. Open. This is back in 2009. And this was supposed to be undercover. Like, people this, weren't really supposed to know. Nobody was supposed to know about that. You know, the the general consensus was that he, you know, hurt himself doing normal things. Not, right. not things that, you know, a crazy person would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know discrediting anybody in the navy or who wanted to become a navy seal i'm just saying the 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 normal person who is successful at something like like something else completely isn't going to go oh i should be a navy seal too do you think him training to be a navy seal correlates to his work ethic as a golfer i will say he already was one of the more prolific practicers of all time so like his work ethic was already legendary before that before anybody even knew that he was a navy seal but think about and i have no idea what training for a navy seal is like but think about like the detail the precision the the i don't know the golf rotate the the swing rotation like the the little articulate the middle the little meticulous things that you need right the focus the hand-eye coordination for all that to be a navy seal and then you put that in just a game of golf yeah no that's it's rep thousands and thousands and thousands of reps and just doing the same thing over and over again and you compare that to being a navy seal like you're training to stay alive yeah and that survival instinct when you're down to your like last stroke when you need to have that like you know control of your emotions under pressure in those clutch moments i can see that like a navy seal having that ability to clamp down and forget about their emotions while probably getting shot at is probably a lot different of an emotion though <laughs> then yeah oh yeah for I'm, sure. I'm just saying but there are you know i don't know i just don't know of any football players that would just go out and be like oh, you know now that i'm in the middle of my season i thought you know that was an easy, and I thought this was you know an easy job. Oh, Maybe God, I should go no. be a Navy SEAL too. It's like no, like the luxury of being a golfer is that like you're you're playing golf every day. That's not, that that that's your training is yeah. Either going to work out and then playing golf every single day, bro. <laughs> every <laughs> single day you just have to go and golf because <laughs> football it's something different every single day. Yeah. There's like eight different things you have to do throughout the week, especially if you want to talk about off season. Exactly. Like, yeah. You, you do this different lifts, different contrast lifts every other day, and then you go to the field. Some people go on the field every day. It depends on yeah. the position. Yeah. You can't run yourself to death, but like. I just, I just picture David Goggins and Tiger Woods on the beach trying to carry a boat together. Oh, God. And Goggins is like, Tiger, you pussy motherfucker. Bitch. I'm not trying to hear. Someone like me, I'm like, I'm, bro, I'm not even trying to hear that. Like, no. I, I'm all for the hard work, like, mentality like really the self-development and like you know not taking shit from nobody or you know but if you're just gonna sit here and yell in my face like yeah no that's it's not like happen. all right brother like i'm i'll go the other way it's all it's all love though well but. speaking speaking of coaches that kind of would maybe or maybe not yell in your face when you were with the ravens was john harbaugh one of those guys that yelled, yelled a lot no i like and when you talk about yelling like obviously the difference between yelling 
and talking loud. Like I respected Jar Harbar so much because he was a player's coach and he would yeah. always mention that he's a player's coach. So like he listens to his players for advice. You know, some coaches have their own way of doing things and that's cool. Like there's a lot yeah. of successful coaches and coaches who went through a lot and went, you know, that coach's tree, that coach's lineage of like how to coach or, you know, everything in life you just take from someone and they recreate it for yourself. Um, but he's just one coach that just listens to his vets. He mm -hmm. listens to his players like, hey, like he'll talk to like a tenure vet. Like, hey, what do you what do you want to see different in practice? What could be better? Like, what are the guys saying? Like he takes that advice from them and then applies it to the next practice script. That That is impressive because like with with the older generation of coaches, I think even like the um the, the older players like Aaron Rodgers and like Stafford are being like it's hard to relate to the younger guys right so you know when when you have a young or at least kind of like a middle young coach like John John's not the oldest coach in the league he's no, not the youngest no. but he's he's still doing a great job of being able to relate I think of him like a Mike Tomlin like the guy just seems to never age and then is able to relate every year with the guys and create a culture what I wanted to know about also John Harbaugh is like what what is his what is with this fetish that he has with winning in in the preseason like do you remember like why he wanted to win so badly in those preseason games like, well it, it was mainly just it wasn't even anything specific it was mainly just to like to have that pride right that even if we go out there with our ones there's no drop off from our ones to our twos to our threes i can get that so that speaks a lot of volume even when your preseason team right your preseason team look they had the longest record for how i don't even remember how long it was it just yeah. got broke yeah two just, weeks it was ago. like 21 or 22 straight yeah games and it, without it, a loss it, it was it was more so like there was no like and i'm telling you it there was no specific reason it was just mainly like there is no drop off from our ones our twos and threes like our entire team can compete with anybody across the board. It was mainly a message and like a pride thing that like we're the Baltimore Ravens. It doesn't matter if our starter gets hurt. We're going to come out there and play some smash mouth football. Yeah. With our ones or our threes, our whatever twos, that might threes, be. Fours, five, it six, doesn't, it doesn't it, and it doesn't matter. Hmm. So it was, it was a pride thing. And I, I, I personally understood it. I'm like, yeah, like, keep that a tradition here I, I've, been, I've been thinking about that because we talk in my office we got a lot of guys who think they know what they're talking about of I, course. I, I love it i love it well, well there's this one older guy behind me his name's ed so shout out ed if you're watching this shout one. out eddie boy yeah no he's he's a dad and he he's from iowa he he and i have been talking about the twins and he knows what he's talking about but when it comes to like football and stuff like that i've i was like gauging you know stuff with him and it was just interesting to hear his perspective on like why do you think coaches win or want to win in the preseason but he shared the same sentiment so it's like uh, as a fan i guess you can still see that too like mm. guy wants to win because he wants to show like hey this is how you play in the preseason this how, it's the same way you play in the regular season yeah, yeah. in the playoffs you could even you know treat it the same way too so I don't know. That's when like those coaches who get mad at other coaches for running up the score. It's like I'm playing the game. The game's not over. Yeah. Like I get it when it's 53 to 3. Like yes, stop scoring touchdowns. Maybe just kind of, you know, run the ball and let the clock go. There's nothing you can do though if you run the ball and the other team just gave up. Like there Oh. Like did you see uh that game with Oregon and Portland State? Like 81 to 7. It's What can you do at that point? Like they, we are running the ball to try to not go overboard what do you it's want like us you guys to do take a knee me like, like sorry i'm a beast 
Like, you wanted me to just take a knee every time? Bro, their third stringer was just, like, walking <laughs> over people, like, bro, this is that easy? Are you shitting me? Like, they, their defense looked like me. Like, their defense was, like, bro, guys like my size. Like, Look, I always wonder, like, you know, and I went to North Texas, which was, like, a mid-level D1. And as long as there's only the two differences, FBS and FCS. And I always wonder, like, where is the drop-off, like, when it comes to just, like, size recruitment like you're still division one at the end of the day we yeah. like we probably do the same workouts as everyone else have similar nutrition like well you can't compare alabama and north texas like alabama have you ever seen that video on youtube of yeah. their facility yeah no i've i it's an nfl facility it's, it's impossible to it, but at the same time if you are comparing them people are like well you can't compare i'm like well i am comparing them watch this Alabama has more choices because they have more tenure. They have more this. They have more that. They also, you know, where all that comes from, boosters. Yeah. It's like yeah. You have to. It's it's like a professional team. Like you said, you have to advertise. And Alabama's is lucky that they're the only thing in that entire state that like is worth watching. Oh yeah, because they have to put their money somewhere. If you're in Alabama, if you're not watching. Alabama football you're watching the Savannah Bananas play baseball or or you're watching you know three teams that are around you so I get that I I get it but tradition you know like at North Texas you know I feel like they they built some big guys still we and when we first got there we did not have necessarily the personnel to compete Mm -hmm. with like we could probably compete with like Pac-12. I mean, we went to SCC like my senior year. We played Arkansas. That was when they were terrible, but... Current Pac-12 or past Pac-12? Because, I mean, if we're going to talk... If we're talking football real today, I feel like that's a topic we got to talk about, too. It's like, when you were playing in football, the conferences were better. Yeah, there was a better brand of football. There was just a better... There was more physical... I don't want to say that, because... I just seen like four or five highlights of some dudes getting laid out bad this yeah. past weekend. So like yeah. I don't want to say the physicality has dropped off, but I will say like there was a lot more guys that were just gritty and just very hungry to just cause destruction. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely there's a <laughs> shift in like there it's a lot more finesse now. It's it's, yeah, it's a very finesse that, that, type that, game. Yeah, that's the perfect word to use for it because when I played like bro, honestly like I really tried to just take somebody head off every play. I yeah, tried. You tried. I, I, I tried. But now it's just more like the fastest way to get them on the ground. Honestly, high school football has still got guys to try and take people's heads off, and I appreciate that. I, still, I love it, I bro. went to a high school football game the other night. If you were going to show a highlight of how to block as a fullback, how to clear a lane and let the other guy who's carrying the ball literally just sit there and like walk behind you, this dude made four blocks. And on the last one, sold out completely, like fell to the ground. Cleared just the easiest path. It was a walk-in touchdown. God, I love that shit. And I, and I was like, somebody get this man on film. Like, he is he, at the next level, this guy gets it. Watch that film. If, if you see the guy carrying the ball, he only does this the yeah. entire time. He doesn't make a move. He shakes off one tackle that was like an ankle tackle. And I'm like, you didn't do anything. I mean, you carried the ball. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Ryder Cup is right around the corner. I don't know if you know about the Ryder Cup. Have you heard about? Are we going back to golf? A little bit. Okay, a little let's bit go back that. to golf. Yeah, I'm the, so yeah, go the, ahead. The Ryder Cup is important to me because uh, I've been to a Ryder Cup. This is the only teams type event, one of the biggest teams event and only teams event in golf. The Ryder Cup is right around the corner now that the FedEx Cup has ended. That's the the playoff system for golf. Mm-hmm. They're a year round. Golf is year round now. 
it used to be like it used to have kind of an off season now they don't have any off season they just kind of space it out more and then give these teams events a lot more more coverage mm. the reason i love the the Ryder cup too is you know getting to share you know golf events with my dad is probably one of the coolest things in the world I got super drunk with my dad at the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine and Chaska. I mean, it was just fun to yell, you know, be real close to the golf. But I think there's a there's an if you've ever been to a, if you've never been to a golf tournament, I implore you to go, especially if you're in Minnesota. The 3M Open or the Ryder Cup, if when if it ever comes back, probably the best event. Like in terms of just having people there, like it's it's all wide open. Mm-hmm. It's wide open grass. So wherever you're going, you're walking on grass. You're not walking on cement where your feet start to hurt after a while. Right. Um, everyone's having a good time. When you bump into people, everyone's super ha- like happy. No one goes, oh, get out of my way. It's always like, oh, hey, sorry about that. Everyone's right, quiet and right. nice, having, having a good time. I'm sure there's like a very nice like golf aesthetic. Because like I've only been golfing like twice in my life. Like actually go golfing, carrying the clubs, da, da, da. <laughs> And like, there's a proper aesthetic you need to follow. Like, oh, just yeah, you know, like be just be cl- a little classier, you know, on yeah. the classy side. It's not like the bar jacks I mean, or something where you can why just rah, the, rah, 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 rah. Kind of why I wore the t- the college shirt a little bit. Just I to peeped kind of, when I pull up. I'm yeah. like, okay, you looking kind of spiffy. I, I was like, hey, I got to put on the golf fit if we're gonna be talking tee times and tackles. Right, right. Um, and you know, the the memories with my dad is the biggest part of golf. I think when when you have a kid, I think taking your kid golfing being out and about in the in the sunny day playing golf is probably the best thing you could ever ask for dog i, I no summer's almost over essentially it's over i know right you, now you know when like that <laughs> la- yeah oh yeah no but the heat's starting to come back dog the last the last stretch of summer i gotta go golfing just twice bro yeah just twice. We'll, we'll get you, me, Mason, and me, my dad out there. I gotta go at least twice, bro. I be seeing, I, I see Mason on Snapchat going golfing all the time. He plays more golf than me right now. And I'm sitting here just like, bro, are we dead ass? Like, why am I not out there? Yeah, bro? I know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get us I out there. I gotta get just two times, just twice. The and there, there's another link to the the Ryder Cup for me and my dad. There's this book that I picked up, and it's a book called Around a Golf with My Father. And the reason I obviously it caught my eye was because it says around a golf with my father. I have strong connection with my dad and golf. But then I read the back of the the book to kind of get a description of what I'd be getting myself into. Um, it talks about how he didn't know his actual father. He was raised without one, and then when he grew up to be a grown man, he found out that his dad was actually alive in a whole other country and had lived an entire life, and had died. And he didn't know anything about him. So he went on this investigative journey to learn about him. Mm. So I'm kind of interested to see how the title of the book and the description of the book kind of meet together. Because it's a, talking about a round of golf with my dad. I mean, it's, it's, it's about like how to deal with, you know, learning about your past and growing from it and stuff like that too. So I'm, I'm going to give updates on that, on the book. That's beautiful. On, on each episode. Um, for the sole purpose of like learning one about how this book has interested me and caught my eye, but also, you know, how it generates that connection between me and my dad. And, um, I'll get to tell more stories about, you know, some of the fun times me and my dad had when I was mm-hmm. growing up, taking me to Bunker Hills, playing the executive court. I have so many stories. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best. That's fire. So the last thing we'll go back to football for one last thing. I did something special for uh for both of us oh Um, god do you play fantasy football i'm in fantasy football right now i'm in one for sure and there's a draft allegedly coming up okay is it is it ppr 
I don't even remember, bro. You'll have to look it up because I have a thing going for us. I drafted my own team. Mason drafted his own. He's drafting his own team too for PPR. But I, I did another one where I drafted, or I let it auto draft, and I called it T times and tackles. The goal here is to see if my team, your team, or Mason's team can beat this auto picked team. Mm. in fantasy football every week they're in two different leagues but i'm gonna pair them up every week and just see how they go and you know they can obviously win their own league and that'll you know boost some points and stuff like that but this is the t times and tackle squad joe burrow derrick henry it's actually a nasty squad travis uh, etn uh cooper cup jalen waddle pat firemuth uh chris godwin the browns defense matt gray uh, Alexander Madison, which you know we can, you and I can obviously work with this team and put guys in wherever we want. Oh yeah. Um, I did have to go out and get another quarterback because it only drafted one, um, so I went out and grabbed Sam Howell, who's probably going to be ended up starting for the Commanders this At year. At this point, yeah. who is there? Who is what Taylor, is there? Quarterback? Taylor uh, Heineke. Heineke, yeah. I like him though. But Heineke, Heineke lost the job to Howell. Oh, that's the thing. Is Howell's going to be the starting quarterback? I did see him taking a lot more reps. I was a fan of Heineke. I can't even lie. So that's what I mean. It's like you got you got a pretty decent team with you know like Cam Akers, Sky Moore, Jacoby Myers, Rondell Moore, Dalton Schultz, and Sam Howell. This is actually still a, like a actually a good squad. Oh though. yeah. yeah. Well, my I think my my team that I drafted, I picked all of these guys. Like I stayed in this draft the entire time. So I got Justin Herbert as my quarterback. Nice. Tony Pollard. Nice. J.K. Dobbins, Tyreek Hill, D.K. Metcalf, Dallas Goddard. Devonte Smith as my flex. God damn, you got a super team. <laughs> Saints defense, and then I got Evan McPherson. I got Kirko Cousins on the bench. Brandon Cooks, Tyler Higby, Jacoby Myers. That's two that are the same. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa, uh, Michael Gallup, and Samaje Piran. You got a, you actually got a super team up top of I, starters. If they st- all stay healthy, yeah, they I wouldn't healthy. see why not. Well, I like the idea of having Kirk on the bench because he's he's a number one quarterback. If you wait later, like some of the later picks, if you have a twelve man, this is an eight team one. If it's twelve teams, like oh yeah, so you, Kirk might be your starter. Yeah, so like I got a, I basically got a glorified starter as my uh, as my as my guy. So like I'm I'm pretty stoked. It's not a bad team at all. It's a good team. They just have to stay healthy. Yeah, I got. Like I got to get lucky that uh, maybe I don't know. I thought maybe on the, the off week, if I have Tua going to Tyreek Hill, can maybe pair them up and get a get a nice duo matchup. Yeah, and just see how that works. <clears throat> it's gonna be tough, but I don't know. I think feel like that'll be a fun kind of thing to kind of update from week to week. That's actually funny. Yeah, I mean, because this draft that uh, the fantasy that I'm in right now. I didn't even have time to be a part of the draft, so I auto-drafted it, and my team was actually fake decent. It was actually, I was I was thoroughly impressed. Like, some of my guy texted me, he was like, bro, look at some of your players, bro. Like, you yeah. actually got some, you guys got some demons on your squad. You, you kind of get lucky with that auto-pick, and I was talking with my cousin, too, and he's like, sometimes the auto-pick does good. <laughs> like does it, really it gets, good, bro. It gets like, way better really than good. you expected. Yeah. So. Well, this has been Tea Times and Tackles, Episode 1. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We are going to be doing some more recording here in a second for my podcast. But uh, stay tuned for the next episode with some updates on what we got going on, more stories from football and golf, and more content coming here from the content room. My name is Taylor Price. My name is EJ. We'll see you next time. Boom, 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 boom. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bing, 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 bing.
I'm gonna try to get the air horn. That's the one you really need to 